Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today. <laughs> we are here today <laughs> to put the she in shame. <laughs> I kind of expected shame. Shame. I didn't commit. Mm-hmm. Can we act like it didn't happen? But and just move don't on. Don't we always? Okay, great. <laughs> we're talking about shame. And Welcome. People say we're not gracious. <laughs> oh, just so busy giving all the grace to myself today. My name is Summer Yeager, <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy. I don't, I just, let's just talk about this thing. I know. I think, um, we, we still intend to chat always. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have some things that we want to get through today. Yeah. So, um, you're right. I'm Joy and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Summer. Here we go. Here we go. So, um, on book club last week, uh, which by the way, Everyone can join book club. Oh, <laughs> You're all invited. Not even too late to join. Not even too late um, to join. And we run a very relaxed book club. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really not us that makes book club awesome. It's all the people that are in book club. Super fun. But True. what we learned was that so many of the people in book club, um, their husbands are about to lose their jobs because of the vaccine mandates. Or they themselves are about to lose their job because they work in healthcare. Right. Um because of the vaccine mandates. So there's a lot of you out there being horribly negatively affected yes. by the uh vaccine mandates. And so I don't know, you guys have probably seen by now that um well our pastor <laughs> The only other thing I was gonna say we could yeah. put the she in this episode is Navy Shields. <laughs> But I was like, mm. nah. so even though I just said it, I didn't say it. So, right. Will you okay. tell them what Jeff is doing? I feel like you've heard this more than I have. So basically, Jeff has been appointed sort of the spokes spokesperson, public face, of a, right, of a group of people um, who tend to be Navy SEALs or fighter pilots, okay. specifically, kind of more what I know about is the Navy SEALs part, but, um, so we have started, I mean, not we, I have, I say we, because I'm a part of Apologia Studios right. and the church, but, um, I did no work at all. <laughs> so I'm not, that's not what I mean by we, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we, we now have a resource for uh, basically military members that are mm-hmm. uh, being threatened mm-hmm. with having to take a vaccine. 
Um, and it's or losing everything. Right. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> take keep... the shot or right. lose it all. Right. Welcome to America. People who are in the military are not. Um, they're not in an they're in an occupation unlike any other, which is that they're they are um, a part of their job is to follow command and to follow orders. Mm-hmm. And they are legally bound to the law in a different way. Than right. we are mm-hmm. to those commands. Like, yeah, <laughs> someone can, someone in authority can tell me, don't do that. And I can be like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but if you do that when you're in the military, you can get in trouble, like big trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so they're not, uh, it's just a, it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally believe that you want uh the soldiers of your nation, the people that wield weapons and protect, mm-hmm. uh, you want those people mm-hmm. above many people mm-hmm. to be the ones that say, am I following a lawful command yeah. versus an unlawful command? Um, which is, uh, obviously, uh, tends, tends to honestly be the primary concern over like even the safeness or efficacy of the vaccine. Right. A lot of them have are struggling with both. I think some people, a lot of people are mm-hmm. just struggling with kind of being asked to follow what they may think or just aren't certain of is a mm-hmm. unlawful order. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's not that uh, they're being affected worse or whatever i'm not comparing different professions i'm just saying like they're different if you work for the military if you're in the military you yeah uh the standard is a little bit different right and that means you need a specific kind of lawyer a certain kinds of representation Mm -hmm. um and so jeff has had the unique god i mean it's totally just a god thing Mm -hmm. um uh, but the opportunity to sort of be the spokesperson Mm -hmm for mm-hmm. a specific group of people. But um, this is something that we want to create awareness for. And certainly um, this is something any husband uh, losing their job, losing benefits, mm-hmm. uh, losing home loan, mm-hmm. VA home loan things. Um, mm-hmm. It seems yeah. like we have p- any people who are, li- it seems like something that people who are listening to us right now mm-hmm. might want to know. And mm-hmm. so we do want to point you to standwithwarriors.org. Mm-hmm. If you are a military family, I kind of feel like we probably have, <laughs> I feel like we have a lot. And I also feel like even if you're not like, I think the goal here is to encourage you guys to reach out to your Congress people. And then, so whenever I think, oh yeah, like this would be a valuable use of my time, like reach out to my Congress person. People need to be speaking to their representatives and saying, this is wicked. This is evil. Right. We, you need, you need to step up as a representative of the people and say no and keep Mm -hmm. this from happening. But my question is always, but how do I do that? Right. Like how do I, how do I contact them? Um, and so that's what you're able to do on the website. If you go with standwithwarriors.org and then you go down to advocate um, and then pop in your name and email and you you will get emailed all that information. Like how, like, who is your local person? How do you send a letter? Here's all that information. Mm-hmm. Here's, I think even, um, and I haven't filled it out yet and I'm going to, <laughs> 
I am going to, and I don't, I don't have anyone in the military, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I think it's really, really important. Um, and I will get all that information and then it will help me send that letter. So I don't have to do a ton of the brain work because I just don't know. People have taken the time to set this up, um, and help you do it. And I just think, especially if you're military, but even if you're not like, this is an issue. Um, you should be concerned Yeah, if the people charged with protecting your nation are willing to follow unlawful commands. Yes. We don't want them to follow (laughs) unlawful commands. And also I think it's just, it's a trickle down effect as well. Like, Oh yeah. We need to be fighting this wherever we can in whatever lawful godly ways that we can. So Mm -hmm. whether it, I mean, even if no one you even know has lost their job, Right. Which I find hard to believe. I find really hard to but believe. But even in that case, this is still... Yeah. There's more important. of you. I think just having that conversation in book club and seeing all those people yeah. saying, like, yeah, I'm about to. My husband's about to lose my job. Their, his job. Like Talking to people who are going to have to fire people mm-hmm. against their own convictions. Yeah. So the whole thing is wicked. And um, if you go to standwithwarriors.org, it's just a way that you can, I think, in a godly way in a lawful way, utilize your time uh, to speak out against the mandates, which are evil. Anyway, welcome to Sheelogens. <laughs> <laughs> it's standwithwarriors.org. And that's where you can go and then uh, click on the take action tab and you will find it. And lots of gr- just great information. Yeah. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a I, get help page. Yes. If you're the person yes. that's yeah, about to lose. Yeah, if you actually lose. need representation, yeah. that there are resources for that as well. On yes. There. So. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you can join book club. You're so welcome. We're having a great time. Mm-hmm. And we are reading No Mere Mortals by Toby Sumter. And you can do that at patreon.com slash or just support us and get a shop Sheologians discount. Our store shop uh, and today we are talking about shame. Just to go from one light topic to another. <laughs> so Joy and I do this fun thing where every couple of months we just like sit down and brainstorm, uh, go through questions that have been sent in and think about, okay, what are we talking about for the next three months? Yeah. And um, it's always just fun because we're at the end of one of those cycles. So we had this idea months and months ago. And now I'm like reaching back in time. Okay, what was I thinking of then when right. I suggested this? But also, um, for months I've known I'm going to be talking about this yep. soon. So I've been thinking about shame. Like it keeps popping up. I'm yep. like, oh, shame, mm-hmm. shame, shame, shame. Like there's a reason why you picked this. Yeah. <laughs> you were thinking about it. We've been thinking about it. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, is at this point, I never remember what my original like right. inspiration was. I did. Was it a question someone we, sent in? I don't remember. for our most recent batch of episodes, this <laughs> most recent time, mm-hmm. I tried to write down a few notes of like exactly Where you what got I this was from? thinking. Yeah. I mean, generally it doesn't go horribly if I have to think of all new thoughts no. <laughs> regarding it, mm-hmm. but... You know, just in case it's helpful. (laughs) I mean, we've talked about it before. We live in a post uh, Me Too society. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about it before. Yeah. uh, In very varying different ways. But I think mostly just kind of hitting on, you know, I remember years ago really feeling like we should talk about um, 
what the Bible has to say about sexual abuse and guilt and shame. And I know we walked through that. Um, that's an ex- I mean, not to toot our own horn, but I think that's an excellent uh, resource, that episode. And I'm sure if I listened to it today, I'd be like, oh, I'd probably even add this and this and this. Yeah. But I do. <laughs> we really... I worked really hard on that episode mm-hmm. and I feel like you did too. Put a lot of time into it. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was like everyone was talking about mm-hmm. this. Everyone was talking about it. And I just remember feeling so strongly that nobody had any great solutions except for Jesus and the Bible. And that the, the solution in the Bible was so great and right that I just wanted everybody to know about it. Um, but I think there's another, so that episode was about being free from shame. Yes. Yes. So there, but there's another side, I think that we just really haven't talked about. Um, and obviously if you are a victim of some kind of abuse, then you are free from shame. God says, um, but there's some, sometimes shame is not, our society treats shame as if it is a always evil, bad thing. Mm -hmm. No one should ever feel shame. And that's not true. Right. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was just that sometimes um, if you're feeling shame, is that because you're doing something shameful? Right. Right. Like how, how about that? And what do we do with that? Um, And I, I don't remember exactly what I was reading, but as I was like reading up, on this. I like to read what people I trust say before I say anything. That's good. That's um, good. but I can't give any credit cause I don't remember where, <laughs> where I read this, but can you imagine, uh, they pose this question, like, can you imagine like right after the fall when Adam and Eve's eyes were opened and they first found out they were naked being like, Oh, don't feel any shame for that. God wasn't like, oh, no, no, feel no shame. He gave them coverings. He killed an animal, right? first of all, and gave them clothes. Mm-hmm. So blood was shed to cover their shame, mm-hmm. um, which is not a negation of the fact that the shame was there. And, you know, the, that whole fall thing, I, 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 I expect they felt shame and I expect that that was only right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, is anybody going to be like, you know, Adam and Eve, I hope you don't feel, I hope that when you guys did that, you didn't feel bad. Too hard. Yeah. The, <laughs> the angels with flaming swords on the way out, they were yeah. like, it's fine. You guys don't feel too bad. You know, you really did your best. Yeah. <laughs> right. I certainly wouldn't want you to feel naked or ashamed about it. No, 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 no. Um, being um, naked and unashamed was something that was a blessing they experienced prior to the fall but now we live in a fallen world and there are things that are shameful right and i think there are times when we are duty bound we are obligated as image bearers to feel shame when we engage in certain sin and certain kinds of activities it shouldn't be like oh man this is i am today i lied to 18 people i'm so great like i'm awesome you guys like that's you might not be a Christian. <laughs> well, also that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the that's the point is that, well, and you know what? It really doesn't even apply to Christians because 
of God's law and, you know, how it's written on our hearts, you have people that live in shame that would say they don't abide by God's law, Mm -hmm. but they're still experiencing shame. Um, So there, there are things, Mm -hmm. there is legitimate objective moral wrong Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. on this planet. Yeah. And that means that if you're in it, Mm -hmm. And the law of God is written on your heart. And especially if you are regenerate, you are not going to feel good doing those things. Right. And so there should be, there are times where it would be shameful to not feel any shame. Right. There is a blessing in shame. There should be hopefully a pang of like, oh man, I do not feel great that I engaged in this sin. Um, and you should let that shame be the kind of sorrow that leads to repentance because that would be a godly sorrow. Mm -hmm. So use that pain, that feeling and that realization, that consciousness of, I have done something wrong. I feel terrible about it. Right. Now I'm going to repent, walk the other way and do something else. And I just think, um, we need to get that right as Christians about what do we do with shame? And, but first you have to understand like what it is, because I think a lot of times we might call, we might have carry a false guilt. Right. That we call shame. Yes. And we've talked about, I think we did an episode. Did we do on, on about a, that? Did we even oh, like no. a whole one? Did we? Yeah. Um, but well, and so like, even if you already mentioned the episode we did on me too. Uh, yeah. And, sexual abuse and that is actually a great thing to bring up because sort of the crux of that show is that um god said you're without shame and that's how we know mm-hmm. whether you're without it or you're with it god god said right yes, god's word god yeah. specifically says this brings shame mm. and then he even says to, about certain things mm-hmm. there is no shame mm-hmm. um so he is the one that defines that it. declares mm-hmm that so it's not Mm -hmm. uh we're not basically what we're saying is shame is not a feeling Mm. it is an actual legitimate thing based off of what god Mm -hmm. said Mm -hmm. um and you are guilty Mm -hmm. if you do certain things and you are not guilty in certain instances Mm -hmm. and in certain instances you're saved from your guilt Mm -hmm. (laughs) miraculously Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah well, I think the question for the believer then is like, okay, what do I do when I feel, how do I live with shame? Some things are shameful. Okay. What do I do with that? So we've already, obviously you repent. Um, but I think one important thing is um, we know that Jesus experienced shame. Yeah. It's, it says in Hebrews that um, he despised the shame and he pressed on. And so I've been like, what does it mean that he despised the shame? It means like, yes, the shame was real. He was being shamed. Right. What I I said in my notes is we're very pleased by Christ's humiliation, but are so agonized by our own. What do you mean? Like we we're blessed by the Mm. fact that Christ died for us and bore the weight Mm -hmm. of all of our shame. Mm hmm. But when we do something shameful, yeah, like no, we say, we say things like, "I don't even want to be embarrassed by that." Right? How embarrassing! Right? To use a light word, mm-hmm. 
what do you how embarrassing do you think mm-hmm. the crucifixion was right right and then there was there was christ and it says that he didn't he despised the shame and mm-hmm. he pressed on yeah like he didn't wallow in it right he said no no nay nay and he pressed on to his goal and through what he had to endure because he had a joy that was set before him that was greater to him it was like for the joy set before him he endured the cross he despised right. the shame like he had the joy set before him and so that's a great example i mean none of us are ever going to experience anything as crushing right. as that as what christ went through on the cross but it is a a template that we should follow of like when we feel shame and of course he can't he can't have felt shame over his sin because right, right. Yes. he had none right and still currently has none right um but when we feel shame what do we do with it right are we are you... going to wallow in it right are we going to stay in it yeah. or are we going to follow Christ who had a goal had a had suffering to go through and he did it for the joy that was set before him a lot of us feel shame and we along with the world declare that it's just this crippling horrible thing right. that we could never ever move past right well and we want to protect ourselves from the feelings mm. of it but it's not about you protecting yourself from shame mm. if you're trying to be without shame Mm-hmm. You will do what God says mm-hmm. and Christ's blood will cover your shame. Mm-hmm. So when you feel ashamed, mm-hmm. no part of you should be thinking, okay, how am I handling this? Mm-hmm. How do I cover this? Right. How do I cover? Because usually what that looks like is I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated that I did that. Sin. And so I am going sin. to hide it, hide it, or I'm going to turn it into some sort of diagnosis uh, or I'm a going, personality type. Maybe. Right. Yeah. I'm just, just one of those moms kind of that can't it. be with their kids all day. Right. So are you saying, so if God says something, bring shame. Are you trying to say, no, it does not. It does mm. not bring shame. Mm-hmm. And then. Are you trying to cover mm-hmm. and and cope with your own shame mm-hmm. or is Christ's blood mm-hmm. coping yeah. with your shame? Right. Maybe that's what, oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know what you're about to say, but you rarely stop yourself. <laughs> so it just makes me curious. <laughs> I don't, I mean that in the best way. Actually, you do. I just I guess what I mean by that is things rarely just like sneak out (laughs) for you that's true right that's what I meant by that yeah I'm just I definitely didn't mean you're like brash and loud I got it no it was great it was great um that was awesome uh is that what everybody's medicating for I think a lot. Like, is this why so many Christian women are on medication? Is just false guilt or shame that they haven't dealt with. And see, that's what I keep. I keep hearing people saying, like, we shouldn't make anyone feel bad ever about anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if just saying something that the Bible says makes someone feel bad, that's like something that actually needs to be addressed and dealt with. Like, we don't just stop saying true things because somebody 
who is in rebellion to the true things might feel bad. Maybe they need to and maybe they need to actually work through that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is if you disagree with what Summer's saying right now, your your um confrontation doesn't need to be with her and not the Bible. Yeah. You can't um you do, certain you don't want to be disagreeing with someone just on the grounds of your feelings. If you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you should be mm-hmm. investigating. You should be saying, am I feeling shame because I'm doing something worthy of shame? Am I doing something shameful? Right. Right. And if you can assess. Instead of just like, I don't, I don't like that you're telling me that. So it's not shameful. I need to change the definition of what's shameful. Right. But if you can assess your actions through scripture and, you know, maybe with a husband, elders, trusted sisters, and you're not in sin and there's nothing to be ashamed of, then we have no quarrel. There's. If you're not, in, right. if you're not quarreling, if there's no quarrel, there's no quarrel. That's fine. Uh, I Which do hear, do hear that if you're on medication and there's no quarrel, then there's no, there's quarrel. no quarrel. That's fine. There's no, if there's no quarrel, there's no quarrel. Right. Um, I just think, wow, like we have so many people who are just so constantly defensive all of the time of their, of doing the wrong thing and offended all the time. That you have to ask yourself, are you just, do you, are you loaded down with shame that needs to be dealt with? Right. Or are you loaded down with false guilt that you shouldn't be feeling right. that you need to be dealt, that like comes dealing with? from you, not from other people. Right. Because that's, we, yeah, that's super common. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a woman and I've only ever been a woman. So that's the perspective what? I have. Um, and I will only ever be a woman. Mm. I just felt the need to add that. Um, <laughs> Important point. <laughs> but, you know, that's it's pretty common, mm-hmm. uh, at least for me, to like something that I'm projecting, I guess, is the therapeutic word. Mm. Um, you, I feel shame over something. Mm-hmm. And I think... In my mind, I have determined that it's coming from mom groups or right this side of the story or whatever Democrats, but right. really, it's in like it's me. It's something that I have determined is with shame that God yeah. has not said yeah is shameful. I think one thing that uh, keeps coming up for me a lot is that we we live in a very self deceived age Mm -hmm. very we are and we deceive ourselves a lot and your inner monologue the things that you tell yourself all day long completely impact your life they can they impact your view of the world they impact how you process information the bible says to renew your mind your mind needs the reason you have to renew your mind is it needs to be renewed. It shapes you. And then it shapes <laughs> yes. You will you will not be transformed without that mind right. renewal. Right. And so if there's all this like shame that you rightly feel that you call something else so that you don't have to deal with it, it is eating you away and you can't medicate it away. You can maybe put a Band-Aid on it for a little while, but you can't medicate it away. And that is just no way for a Christian to live. No. Uh, and so what we tell ourselves all day in our minds, it needs to be questioned. It needs to be renewed. It needs to be put in subjection 
to the truth of scripture. It needs to be put in subjection to Christ. You need to be willing to interrogate it. And if you're not willing to interrogate it, you need to ask yourself why. And, and you know, again, this is the kind of situation where, like, if you have something in your head where you're like, what are they saying this about this? No, because I don't. It's entirely possible to self-deceive yourself into a fake guilt and a fake shame that you shouldn't be carrying. So there's two sides to this coin, and I can't tell you which one you're on. Um, And I'm not here to tell you which one you're on. But the Word can. The Holy Spirit can. uh, Maybe a trusted sister can or a pastor can or a husband can or somebody who knows you knows the word can help you assess those things and renew your mind in a helpful way um but man i just think a lot of the real intense everyone is so seems so intent on insulating themselves from any sort of interrogation of their behaviors or their character that it just seems like why is this such a sore spot for so many like are we just so morally weak that if anybody suggests there might be moral weakness out there that we just we flinch like we're so sensitive to that Mm -hmm. like we can't even imagine a world in which we might need to be corrected like we can't even imagine a world in which we might have to have something that we rightly feel shame over. Like we can't even imagine a world where our feelings are not sovereign so much so that, it, you know, I can't tell you how many times you just if you just open your eyes and look around, everyone is mad at somebody for not caring enough about their feelings. Right. And it's like, what what when are you, you said this? You didn't you didn't consider this group of people. When you said this, you didn't consider how it was going to come across to this specific person over here. Be careful. Right. And it's like, well, but what world are you living in? I don't know. What world are you living in? Right. And why? And there's you're only allowed to shame somebody if you think that they might think that somebody else might have something to be shamed about. <laughs> Wait. We have just... We're, that's going to be our next shirt, guys. <laughs> It'll just be like hands pointing just, in all different directions. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. You know, it's just. But you should consider how this would make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, mothers, so... mothers age seventy nine to ninety two. Oh, feel feel. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think about the seventy nine year olds. Well, I'm so sorry to all you 79-year-olds out there. I didn't think about what it was like for you in the Dust Bowl <laughs> in 1930s Depression era. And I'm just, I'm really sorry that today I just tore out of my driveway and I kicked up dust everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't even think about what kind of flashbacks that might have given you when you saw the dust <laughs> flying into the air. <laughs> anyway, we're, getting back to the point, I went off. We're going to have to apologize if you don't stop <laughs> And I'm really sorry that I said getting back to the point because I know there are people out there who have lost their index fingers, but I wasn't coming at them. The point well, is, dad's one of them. I'm, oh. I'm sure he'll write an email. I hope that he does <laughs> because I was wrong for not considering him when I said the point. Getting back to it, self-deception. We are we are a self-deceived culture. Mm-hmm. We lie through our teeth. Mm-hmm. We say things like, "I also think we're really bored." <laughs> 
Are we? Which is that... such a combination. Yeah. Being self-deceived <laughs> and bored is yeah. like the the most dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, I see it online all the time. <laughs> but we tell we tell kids things like you you might be gender neutral. I mean, that is how deceived and deceiving we are. Like we right. tell and and it's all and I really think all of it is that we have this shame that we have not dealt with. We know we're not well, not me and you, but we know that we're not made right with God. Right. We know that he sees who we are. He sees our nakedness. He sees our heart. We feel shame and we just want to throw a giant blanket over it Mm -hmm. and call it something else. And it's agony. And it's horrible. It's it's horrible. And you see it because, I mean, have more people ever been on antidepressants in the history of the world? I mean, it's just so widespread. So anyway, how you deal, if you've been made right with God... You do not exist in your existence is not one of constant shame. Right. And when you do feel shame righteously, it should be leading you unto repentance. Right. And then you can trust that Jesus bore that shame. Right. It is not your weight to carry anymore. And praise God. I mean, you could just sing the doxology because you're like, I don't carry my shame. Right. Like that was, it was carried for me and it was nailed to the cross Mm -hmm. and it's over and it's gone and I can let it go. And and it may have not even been nailed to the cross if it's false shame. Right. If it was (laughs) right. If it's a, yeah. So please hear us. There's a difference. Which is why your shame needs to be defined by what God says. Right. And covered. Right. By what Christ did. Right. Do not wallow. Do not be a wallower in false guilt. Do not love feeling bad all the time right do not do not wear false shame or or guilt on yourself like that is that is totally i think goes more into our wallowing discussion yeah honestly um but yes all that people have like Mm. that's why i said i use the word agony Mm. that's why everybody looks like they're in agony because they are yeah without hope there is no whether they think so or not Shame is defined by God. Yeah. And the only way it can be covered is by God. Right. <laughs> and if you hate God, right, you're bound to be in agony. Right. And you're going to try to find ways to get out of that. Right. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel unjustified. Yeah. I don't want to feel ashamed. I don't, you know, um, and yeah, I think a lot of what we see around us is just really bad coping mechanisms mm-hmm. for something that needs to be given to Christ right. instead of you know, rooted around in. Right. So. <laughs> well, kept it really. Um, yep. Light. I don't know. I don't know that. I, I don't want to leave everybody feeling bad. I just think like for the Christian shame is not a crushing final state of existence. Right. Like you are not going to live. You should not be living with shame. Uh, It's something that if you have rightfully brought shame upon yourself, that through confession, repentance, forgiveness, you are not sitting in uh, forever. And we don't have, I mean, the joy of the Lord is not something that's going to allow you 
to do that. And as you cultivate the fruit of the spirit, like that self-deception, I think, becomes more of something that you conquer through the spirit. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, just praise God for being justified um, through faith. And that when we're glorified, we won't be sinning anymore and we'll never have, we won't be deceiving ourselves ever. And we won't uh, be bringing any shame upon ourselves or to Christ. And that is something that we have to look forward to. I was just imagining what, like, a Sheologians episode would be like in heaven. <laughs> it would just be a laugh track. <laughs> just, but like the laugh where your voice cuts out. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a dying yeah, horse. Yeah, you lose. Do you guys love in tuning body? in every week and we're just like dying horses? <laughs> just, I don't know. Anyway. It's fun. All right. Hey, so you guys asked for a uh, feminist of the week mm-hmm. to make its return. And uh, you sent me a good one yesterday. Yeah. Was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll take it away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's not a ton to say about it other than that Tim, our good friend Tim. Oh, Tim's the one that sent it. Okay. He was like, have you seen the clean hands video? Clean hands. And I was like, what on earth? No, <laughs> I have not seen yeah. the clean hands video. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is, I'm pulling it's, up it's the video horrifying here. Horrifying is what it is. So, uh, I guess I'll just tell you guys how to find this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave a link. Yeah. Um, so, and there'll be a link. But this particular video is just called. Uh, curb your clean hands cult uh, but this is like uh, it's not actually their video uh, they just recorded the video because it's pretty insane anyway um, so there is a an enormous auditorium filled with people attending a concert mm-hmm. um, it is a concert by the Kaiser Chiefs and for some reason, I feel like this w- had something to do with the Met Gala. Okay. I thought I heard somebody say that or read somewhere that that was a part of it. Okay. Anyway, so they start off the concert and the very first thing he does is he raises both his hands. Okay. And he says, clean hands. Clean hands. Clean hands. Ooh, we're, clean hands. Mm, <laughs> we're going for some justification he here. to everyone, he says... Raise your hands. Ooh. And so this entire crowd of people are raising their hands. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls. He proceeds to pull the audience. Pull. She's saying pull. Pull. Yeah. Uh, As to what vaccine they received. Mm -hmm. Pfizer. Mm. Moderma. Mm Johnson and Johnson. Right. I don't even know. Oh, and he, then he says anti-vaxxers at the end. And then they all boo. And they all boo. Because then, their hands are not clean. They have not received the sacrament. The, and this is not, this is not, there is no conversation happening between this. He basically says, yeah. clean hands. He pulls the crowd and then he raises his hands again and says, everybody raise your hands again and say clean hands. Clean hands. And 
they're profess all, your they're faith all showing, and a, cleanliness. It is a crowd of people yeah. with their hands mm-hmm. in the air as though they're worshiping. Yep. <laughs> Talking about how clean their hands are. And then it's all just applause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I seeing? Yeah. Right I mean, now? it's the new religion. <laughs> it's a new religion. It was just, cr- I think the... You'll have to, I mean, those of you that are listening to me talk about it, you will get the the full effect when you watch it. Mm. But it really, mm-hmm. there really just is something about mm-hmm. those hands, all those hands up. Mm-hmm. And then it's so interesting because um, our dear Christine, mm-hmm. uh, she had a very different immediate response to it. What did she say? Um, and she, she said that she's pretty sure... The reason why she immediately thought this is because of the time that she grew up in and oh. her dad and brothers being a part of World War Two. Mm. Um, and she saw the word Kaiser and saw people with oh. hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. And was instantly like, oh, I'm getting very Hitler, Hitler vibes. vibes from this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it'll hit you differently. huh? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> That is really She was like, yeah, no, I, t- I saw it completely differently. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that's what I am seeing. Well, I just didn't. That, I didn't that officially... was a religion, too. <laughs> right. Yes. That was also cultic. Yes. Um, and drug fuel. But yeah, it was. Uh, uh, why is it the feminist of the week? Because he's a beta male and he would definitely call himself <laughs> a feminist. Well, yeah. And it's just um, it is the. It's a display of improper virtue it's just oh, the yeah. world it's virtue just the signaling. world the world attempting to be virtuous we already talked about it in this episode the they, world is trying to do stuff they are self while they hate god yeah and they think they're, they're doing self-deceived it. their and, hands are not here's the thing their hands are not clean right. but they are human and they're made in the image of god and they right. want their hands to right. be clean but they yes. do they don't want to go through god to get it no so they're going to go through a vaccine to get mm, it and they're right. going to feel really good about themselves right another religion it's mm-hmm. creator or creation yep you're gonna worship one or the other and it's that's all there's to it so go check that out yeah all right i'll i'll drop the link to that um i want to tell you guys my story this is not a feminist of the week but <laughs> so we're reading genesis with the kids and you know my husband being a godly man is not going to just like skip chapters of Genesis. No. No matter what. No, no. Because we don't censor the Bible. The Bible censors us. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> the other night we were in Genesis 14, which is a rather, it's a, it's a difficult um, portion of scripture because it's about all these like wars going on between these kings that we don't. I mean, maybe someone out there knows a lot about King Amraphel of Shinar, but I really doubt that you do. Um, so there's. King... I mean, if you know a lot about him, if you're like a scholar, please, please reach out. Our voicemail number is four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Everyone in this building wants to meet you if you do. Yes. So <laughs> if you know a lot about Ariok, king of Elisar, or Tidal, the king of Goyim. Or, and this is the one that we all have just been in tears over because we do not know how to pronounce this, but when you read it in 2021 English, it sounds like the king 
Cheddar Lamour <laughs> of Elam. And so all that to say, Cheddar. Do you Edom? E- no. <laughs> Edom's a e- type of cheese. Just Is it? So you know. Oh, okay. So all just that little, to say. Just a little cheese joke for you guys. In the 14th year, Cheddar Lamour and the kings who were with him were <laughs> killing some other kings. They're doing great. Um, anyway, I'll just say the next morning. So we're all laughing about Cheddar Lamour. Mm-hmm. That is not how you say it. I'm not even, I know that that's not how you say it because Lamour is a French word. Right. And, Fran- and Cheddar. And Cheddar. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I'll just say like the next morning when, before Eric went to work, he drew a really great picture of a piece of cheese on the board uh-huh. and wrote Cheddar Lamour was here, like with a heart, <laughs> but like Lamour, like the French word. Oh, I saw that on your board on Wednesday. Cheddar Lamour. Anyway, just here's the moral of the story is like even those chapters where you're like, oh no, what is like, I'm about the, the first paragraph of chapter 14. It always trips me up how many times someone's like, this is not my wife. This is my sister. I'm always like, how many? Oh, wow. That happens a lot. And sometimes he's not even lying, except for it is his wife and right. his sister. Except for culturally. Yeah. Anyway, um, all that to say, just read the Bible with your kids, even chapters like Genesis 14, because I just don't think any of us are going to ever forget Cheddar Lamour. And like we ha- we we're, we have this little factoid now that a lot right. of people don't have, right. and we're not going to forget what Genesis 14 was about. Right. And, and it's not about Cheddar Lamour, but we know the story because we're right. laughing about Cheddar Lamour, yeah. and it was just anyway. Yeah, it inc- your comprehension of that specific passage and chapter. Had I ever it went up? Had I ever in my whole life meditated? On the wars with the kings and Abram rescuing Lot before, no, I I hadn't meditated on that before <laughs> in my life, and now and now I have, yeah, and I have this little marker that's going right. to help me remember mm-hmm. what Genesis fourteen is about, and um, it was just fun, so I recommend it anyway. That's it. That was a recommend. That was a recommend. Some people like those too. <laughs> Genesis fourteen, y'all. Anyway, all right, guys, that's it for this week. We'll when see you, you next week. Good yeah. Goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears feel like rain. <laughs>